0: Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by big orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, yippee? Working out, Tennessee Homer! <laughs>
1: Hey, baby. boy, that's a wild intro, huh? 100 days to college football. What do you think, baby? <laughs> oh, man, yeah, it's right around the corner.
0: Uh, we've even got some kickoff time, Shane. We've got some point mm-hmm. spreads. And this is going to be a little bit of a special one because we've been saving up. We've had a couple questions thrown our way. We're going to be able yeah. to get on a number of SEC teams. So I'm fired up for it, brother, and I'm fired up for football. I know you are.
1: Absolutely. Mike sent me an email on a couple of these questions. He says, Shane, how much preparation have you done? I said, absolutely none.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm, I'm honest with you, Shane. When I threw you out the, uh, you know, the fantasy draft, I appreciate all the feedback, man, tons and tons of people sharing their players, sharing their team. And I was, you know, just blown away. By how much research Shane did, so I thought we were getting maybe a new Shane that did a did some research, but no, nah, that was a one time deal. No, nah, sure. that was
1: a one time hit because no, nah, I, I love fantasy football, and 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 that wasn't like the premise of that, but it kind of just I don't know, it kind of triggered something. There. I was like, man, I want to put together the best team here. So, but no, nah, I just wanted to let everybody know, uh, not only is it a hundred days from college football, but it is a hundred days. Of, of my goal, my big orange walks, uh, Mike, you know, the three rules, real simple. I was going to keep it under 3,000 calories. I was going to a uh, gallon of water a day and then, uh, and then a walk, I'd do an hour walk every day. And I'm going to tell you, brother, we put this out there and I got so much feedback uh it's a lot of encouragement and i appreciate everybody doing that and, and reaching out tell me t- different options to drink and eat and uh, different options to work out and everything like that so it's just it, it means a lot you know and i just i just want to get i just want to get dialed in so when the season comes you know i'm going to be i'm 100 you know and and we yeah. had some things happen this off season. it was eye-openers for me and i ain't getting younger so i was like well let's do this and i'll tell you brother there's a couple things that the calories, believe it or not, is the easiest part of this whole deal. Um, you know, I thought that would be the toughest part and budgeting. I, I'm doing good there, but man, this water brother, I don't think you realize how much is in a gallon, <laughs> but I'm like, my wife, wow, she laid it out. I got it. I was like, I got to drink eight of these, you know, it's like, and then, so now I don't want to wait to the very end. Cause I don't want to pee all night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like trying to kill these waters right now. And of course, the big, the big walk is the is the one that I, that I'm, I've been putting off. But sun's about to go down a little bit, so I'm going to take the family. We're going to go out. and We're going to get that walk in. But every day, hundred hundred, you know, hundred days of this, I think we'll be in good shape, brother. Well, here's a tip, Shane. I think the main ingredient in a Coors Light is water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I did debate on whether to count that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, that's six. You know, how many fluid ounces? So I, but I said no. I, I legit. Here's the here's the problem I'm coming into because I like diet drinks, you know. So, for instance, one of my my sandwiches today, everybody's like, "Man, this is a college football podcast. We're talking about food, you know." But real quick, I was I got me a Chick Fil A sandwich, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I'm going to get a, a, a Diet Coke, you know, and I was like, that's a lot of wic- liquid wasted, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, can you guys do a bottle of water? So I had to, as much as I'd like to have the soda, I know I've got to get these waters knocked out. So it, it's yeah. it's definitely already starting to change the way I think about things. Well, Shane, I mean, we didn't even set this up, but that's
0: a perfect transition because we got the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic. Oh, wow, come on. Officially (laughs) announced here. That's what I was going to start the show with, you know, on the theme of 100 days Mm -hmm. to college football. And ABC has announced a couple of their uh, primetime college football games. And, of Mm -hmm. course, we got some SEC teams on the list. So just wanted to make a quick note of these games, Shane. Right off the bat, week one, Georgia, Oregon. That's the Chick-fil-A kickoff, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It's in Atlanta, of course, Saturday, September 3rd. But now we know it kicks off at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. Again, nationally televised on ABC. Yeah. So that's going to be one hell of a matchup, one of the biggest games of the opening weekend. And then we got one other one, Shane, LSU, Florida State, of course, That's Mm -hmm. on Sunday, September 4th, and that thing's it's going to be a prime time. So, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. So, man, some mega, mega matchups here right out the gate, SEC (laughs) non-conference games. Can't wait for it. You know what?
1: Oh, man, I love it. We're getting scheduled times and everything. No, this is great. I'm all for it. Uh, So, uh, real quick for the listeners, where are these going to be held at again, just so they know?
0: Yeah, so the Georgia-Oregon, that's in Atlanta.
1: Yeah. So, it'll be a... Basically
0: a bulldog home game, and then LSU Florida State they're playing in New Orleans, so basically an LSU home game, just on a neutral field. So <laughs> staying close to campus, you know, I know we're much bigger fans of these home and homes, but we'll take what mm-hmm. we can get after uh you know 200 days of not having football. You know what?
1: That's right. If you can't if you can't be in Athens, you might as well be in Atlanta. And You can't be in and uh, Baton Rouge, you might as well be in New Orleans. So I, I think this is going to be great. Great for the fans. They don't have to travel too far. Uh, but, you know, again, I'm with you. I do like the home and home. I just don't think – we you, you can't mimic that night game at, at Death Valley. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I I hate that that's getting taken away. But I am still think we're going to have excellent football play here.
0: Now, one other game, Shane, on ABC is already announced, and I don't know why they did it this way, but this is going to be the last – regular season rivalry weekend, Florida at Florida State. Now, here's the twist here. They're not playing on Saturday like they normally do. They're playing on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, the day that, uh, you know, that's going to add a little bit to our Mm -hmm. post-Thanksgiving feast because we'll have the Egg Bowl, of course, on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And then the CBS, they always carry Arkansas, Missouri. Right. And then in the evening, we're going to have Florida, Florida State, which is going to be, again, Friday, November 25th, 7.30 Eastern, mm. 6.30 Central. So, man, I mm-hmm. I know Florida, they, they may not be happy playing on Friday, but, uh, you know, for the rest of us, that this is going to give us another primetime SEC game to watch.
1: Oh, golly, Mike, here I'm day one on this diet, and I'm already <laughs> thinking about my Thanksgiving <laughs> feast, my carryover <laughs> turkey sandwiches, you know what I'm saying? That's going to be awesome. I, I love – that's I, my all-time favorite week. Thanksgiving week, just because of all the football action, not to mention the food and fellowship. I just, man, here I am, brother. I'm going to be thinking about that while I'm walking now. That <laughs> sweet potato a sweet potato casserole. Yeah. <laughs> now,
0: also, Shane, here on Wednesday, the NCAA, they officially announced uh, two, you know, kind of changes here. I just wanted the audience to to be aware of these. They're doing away temporarily. For the next Gary two Danielson.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I was joking.
0: <laughs> they're doing away for two years, Shane. The, you know, there's a rule. Maybe not all the audience is aware. 25 scholarship players you can sign in a recruiting class. Yeah. They're doing away with that for two years, so you can have unlimited signees. And the purpose what? of that, Shane, with the with the transfer portal you know coaching changes you, you're we're seeing 10 15 20 players leave via yeah. the transfer portal and it's i mean we're borderline on a you know no, a safety issue to where the the 85 total scholarships that's still in place but right. some programs losing all these guys they could still sign 25 like they normally do but then they they've only got like 70 scholarship players so right this is uh something that the NCAA is you know they may make it permanent but for now they're just saying for the next 2 years you can sign as many players as you want but you still got to stay under that 85 total does that make sense so so imagine yeah. imagine LSU this off season they've added like 17 18 guys and that's just the transfer right. portal we're still going to let them sign as many recruits as they want to get to that 85, which I think is a good rule.
1: Let me ask you, just just on that note, and you may not know the answer, but how many – like, when you look at a roster and you're saying, okay, there's 85 on that roster, is there 85 players in practice during the week or is there more? Because you, you always hear preferred walk-ons and walk-ons, whatever. I'm just curious, is there – more than 85 on a roster, typically? I mean, is it not like a minor league you get called up type of situation, but I'm just wondering, like, is there only 85 that can, you know, dress? Or or, or how's that set up? I'm, I'm really not – I really have no idea.
0: No, there's there's a lot more, Shane. There's usually around 110, 120 players. Okay. With, with you include all the walk-ons and everything. Now, they can't take all those guys on the road. That's why you see – right. You know Tennessee plays in Neyland Stadium. It looks like they got twice a team the team the other side <laughs> yeah. does, and that's why because they they're able to to have so many more players for a home game.
1: But so so in this uh-huh. I'm sorry. So in this situation, you can have 85 now that have a scholarship, and if one of those transfer out, maybe you give one of those walk-ons that scholarship that year. They could do something like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anything they oh, need to okay. do, but. Uh, you know, unfortunately for the walk-ons, this may lead to a, some of them not getting a scholarship because, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to want to sign as many high school players as you can. So, right. you know, if you're 10 short, you're going to try to sign 35 guys. And, yeah. uh, you know, this is just all a tool to, to kind of even it out. And really, they've needed this for a couple of years here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you look around the SEC, there are, I think, South Carolina maybe one. There's there's a couple that uh, you know Tennessee comes to mind. Recent coaching turnover, so many guys hitting the portal, and mm-hmm. we just it's to me it's a safety issue. I mean you can, yeah you can't have eight nine linemen on the on the roster, which is uh, <laughs> unfortunately this that's that's a reality at a couple places. Right.
1: Yeah, we saw it like you said. I think they're a couple years too late. This this should have been more of a COVID thing, you would think, but right. But uh, maybe it's a trial. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's the new future. But it just seems to make sense to me. Why, why wouldn't you have that many players uh, with the ability to have a scholarship?
0: And then one other NCAA rule, Shane, that, uh, you know, many fans may gloss over and say, why the hell is this important? But the way the rules are now, Shane, you got to have divisions, mm-hmm. like we do in the East, obviously, East and West. You had to have divisions – with, unless you had some kind of exemption to, to hold a conference championship game. Mm-hmm. They're doing away with that. And the only reason is because everyone's looking at these pods and, and that, that mm-hmm. style to where we can open this thing up and have a lot more flexibility in the scheduling. That is now official. And, man, is it convenient because the SEC spring meetings are about a week and a half away. So, you know, this was anticipated. But. It just clears that hurdle to where, yeah. I mean, the SEC, they're not going to do it right now, but mm-hmm. they could blow up and say no more divisions. They could do it tomorrow, and they could still have an SEC championship game. So we're just letting you guys know we are going towards a format to where we do not have divisions
1: in the SEC. So can you explain the rule one more time? I, I, I missed something there. So previously, you know, we we've got the S C C championship yeah. game.
0: We got the Big Ten Championship. Right. We got the Pac Twelve Championship. In order to hold that championship game, yeah. the NCAA required you to have divisions. Oh, okay. So you'd have I see a you know, a East Champion and a West Champion. That's no, I only, got you. Yeah. So now we don't now we're done away with that. So that so, the so, the only reason <laughs> they're doing this is so that we yeah. can go to this pod system to where you know, you may have three, maybe four permanent rivals, and the rest of your schedule is going to be, uh, you know, changing year year after year.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're very, very convenient. Okay, so <laughs> 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 clear, clearly, we're going to get some some answers here in the uh, in the upcoming months.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So uh, that that's going to be the biggest storyline of uh, Destin the spring meetings, which is right around the corner. But just wanted to make that quick note. Now, before we get to our Q&A, Shane, this, we, I've already discussed all these lines before, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on it because I know the fans love to hear what old cousin Shane's got to <laughs> say, because you're a degenerate gambler like the rest of us <laughs> here. And FanDuel has released uh, some point spreads here for some uh-huh. big rivalry games. And let us I'm going to start with one close to your heart, Shane, the bourbon bet game here. Mm-hmm. Kentucky at Tennessee balls favored by three and a half points thoughts on that one
1: a little early but i like it i think (laughs) you know this is this is a game that i think comes down to a final possession and and three points that you you say that could go either way man i i I love this i think this is perfect and it plays it plays to the fact that we're going to have yet another competitive ball game so Yeah. yeah this is this is good stuff
0: now georgia florida In Jacksonville, one of the biggest games on the SEC calendar. Then Bulldogs, Shane, favored by 17 points. Oh,
1: golly, they hate the Gators, don't they? Come (laughs) on, man. What's up with that? I think think this is fair to say, you know, in the offseason, but this is one of those that you may find yourself betting on and and making a little money because I I guarantee you the Florida Gators that we have now is not going to be the same when these two teams meet.
0: Yeah, no doubt. All right. How about this one, Shay? Tennessee at Georgia.
1: Them dogs favored by
0: 17 and
1: a half. God. <laughs> Just crowned them already, Mike. <laughs> Jeez, what are we even doing here? Oh, uh, you know, it's funny because everybody talks about how great and competitive this game could be. Mm-hmm. And they 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 look at Georgia's schedule and they say, well, if there's any team that's going to give them a fit along the way is maybe the Tennessee Volunteers, and then you come out with a 17-point <laughs> spread, so uh, I don't know, man. I, I This one, I, as a Tennessee fan, obviously, Tennessee homer, I like, and the reason I like is Tennessee can score, brother, and they can score quick, and they and, and who knows, Georgia may have that lead, but it's one of those that, that Tennessee possibly could backdoor, too, so um, mm-hmm. man, 17, that's three scores, That's 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 no respect right there. Hang out in the locker room, <laughs> Hopple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alabama at LSU, the Crimson Tide chain
1: on the road, favored by 16. Mm. Again, another – I mean, these two teams get together. It's like you could throw out the rosters. It, it, it's always a tough football game. So, uh, 16, eh, I'm a little – I like that a little more than I do 17. I know it sounds crazy, but mm. uh, it could be done with two scores and, man. This, is, this, this isn't fun. Where's the close <laughs> ones at, Mike? Are you starting out with the big ones and then you're leading to the good ones? Here's a great one for you. LSU
0: at Arkansas. Remember when Pittman got there, hell, it took them two years to be favored in an SEC mm-hmm. game. Them Razorbacks favored at home, Shane, by two and a half points. So, mm.
1: the battle for the Golden
0: Boot, that should be a hell of a matchup.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. This is... This is the matchup you want to see right here, man, going in not knowing who's going to win this thing. You talk to either fan base, they know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those. That's the type of matchup I want to see. Now, how about this? This is wild, Shane. This, uh, this
0: point spread has flipped so much I can't believe it. But we already hit on it. It's going to be nationally televised by ABC Florida at Florida State. Yeah. Gators favored by six points.
1: Okay.
0: But – Okay. That was five days ago, Shane. It has already flipped. Florida State favored by two. So, it's like a, an
1: eight-point swing right there. I could, that's stunning to me. Follow the money, Mike. You know, people, they, they think it goes one way and it goes the other. So, this is one of those that could bounce back, like I said, by the time the season starts. People just need to see Florida in action. And yeah. and I really, I really do think when they see that – the product isn't as bad as you thought it was. This is one of those that's going to quickly flip back. So if I'm a gambler, this one I got a little asterisk, but I'm, I may put my paycheck on this one, brother. All right, how about the Egg Bowl
0: Shay? Mississippi State at Ole Miss. And Reb, mm. rebels favored by five
1: and a half. Mm. Wait, what, who's this Mississippi State and Ole Miss? Yes, sir. At the Ole Miss. Egg Bowl. Miss. Uh-huh. Ooh, uh huh. Ooh. See, this is the one. You know what I'm saying? This is one of those games that I don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole, you know, because you just don't know who's going to come out victorious in this thing. This is this is that rivalry that we, that we don't hear much about during the season, but after the game's played, we're like, man, they hate each other. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I like this one as far as competitive, but I'm afraid to gamble on it. All right, how about Georgia at Kentucky? I hate to do this to you, Shane. Another large
0: one here. Mm-hmm. bulldogs favored by 16 in lexington that that one jumps out
1: to me unbelievable you know it's just no respect i, I get it george is good george's got a loaded roster but man they they don't think they're going to have any threats i mean <laughs> these are the two biggest games they got right here 1617 spread right ain't no jeez Hey,
0: them dogs, man. They're on top for a reason. You know I know,
1: I know. Enjoy it, guys. Enjoy it. You deserve it. And la- last all- one, Shane,
0: the Iron Bowl, Auburn at Alabama. I'll let you guess this one. What do you think? Obviously- Alabama fifty. You know, might as well <laughs> crown,
1: crown them too, right? No, I, I think this is. I think hopefully this is a little bit closer. But I want to say it's probably going to be a, a seventeen point game as well.
0: 24 in favor of Alabama. And it, it, it opened at 26. It's actually come down a little bit. jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, hell, Auburn, uh, Auburn nearly knocked them off last year.
1: You know, my one of my favorite weeks is, is rivalry week, you know. I mean, yeah. if maybe opening week. It depends when you ask me before the season starts, <laughs> you know. At the end of this 100-day countdown, I'm going to be ready for the opening week. But – but when we're into college football and we're getting to the tail end of this thing, there nothing beats a good rivalry matchup. And and you think about even these two teams last year, there was no nobody gave Auburn a shot in hell, and, and then this thing came down to the wire. So uh, I wouldn't expect it to be any different here. But but you know this is when you're gambling, man. If, if you're looking at these spreads and and you're like, okay, I'm look like this Tennessee Georgia one. I, I I'm not confident that Tennessee's going to beat Georgia, but I am pretty confident that they can keep it within a couple scores. You know what I'm saying? So this is when you put those bets in. If you think the Florida Gators are going to beat Florida State – Now's the time. They, they got Florida State favored. And I, I just think by the time this game's kicking off, it's going to flip-flop again. So this is this is those long bets. If you want to take a chance and put some money on it. And plus, it's nice you get to look at the money for a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sometimes I, I could put a, a $100 bet on something, you know, eight months out, <laughs> it feels like. Well, I could pull that money out any time I want. If I, but once the season kicks off, that may change the spread. I may just bet against it, you know. But uh, but anyway, that's that's my thoughts on these on the gambling. All right, brother. Hey, we got these
0: questions lined up. I'm very curious to see where your mind goes. Given I don't that. know
1: why I said you pulled out. That'd be <laughs> te- you can't you can't do that, guys. Sorry, I should probably. <laughs> I, I meant you could bet the opposite way and and like call it whatever. Head yeah, your, you head got what your, I'm saying. Head your bets. Head your bets. Head your bets. We call it. But I just uh, that's what I'm saying. If you if you're betting that far out, if you feel you're feeling a little you're know, weak in the knees when you get close to that game to bet on the other side and just take the loss. <laughs> all right, brother, you ready to handle these uh, questions we got lined up for yeah. the fans? Yeah. Well, clearly, I'm I'm all over the place today, Mike. <laughs> you can tell all this damn water in my system. I'm like the Aquaman here. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised I didn't to take a leak yet. First
0: question, Shane, comes from our buddy Justin Rodriguez, same guy that, uh, you know, he got in last time. He was asking us about Mm -hmm. the Arkansas Razorbacks and the one loss. My man's got uh, a muscle car. He he showed us on on social media. He's got a much nicer vehicle than I got, I'll tell you that. But here's Justin's question, Shane. What would it take for Bryce Young to win the Heisman once again? Do you think they would give it to him uh, again? And Hashtag interesting theories. <laughs>
1: well, I clearly he's he's a front runner for a reason. You know what I'm saying? This is this is a guy that that is going to have a loaded roster yet again and uh, plenty of talent around him. I, I think you you know years past getting somebody on on that offensive side other than a quarterback to win the Heisman is just extremely rare these days. It, it just yeah. doesn't really happen, and I don't expect it. There's a couple names floating out there right now. Uh, we talked about our boy down there at Texas A&M the other day. I, I, but I still think at the end of the season, this is a, an award that's going to be handed out to yet another quarterback and most likely in the SEC. So if I'm picking one, yeah, I, I think there's a good shot this is your Heisman candidate next year.
0: Yeah, but it's so weird, Shane, because it just—I don't understand why. But it seems like whoever the front runners are going into the season, you know, any time they slip up, they got a bad game or they—they they, whatever their their team loses, it's—it's mm-hmm. it's like we just write this these guys off, and I don't—I don't understand it. Um, yeah, I don't understand the logic. But I think that could really hurt Bryce. So that's something to think about. Given you know the the only two-time winner, Archie Griffin i believe is his name ohio state mm-hmm. running back that was before our time but <laughs> um you know i i think there's something to be said for that they don't they don't like to obviously give us a ward out to the same player twice right. and then here's something that uh this caught my mind here while i was pondering this question you know we all assume alabama's gonna run through their schedule right and i'm not saying they won't but I don't know if that helps a guy like Bryce. As, as strange as that sounds, Shane, if they beat everybody, well, they're not going to beat everybody by forty or fifty. But if they do that seven, eight, nine times, it's almost like it's kind of ho hum. And, and people, you know, here's a, here's a perfect example. Shane Bryce Young was not going to win the Heisman until right. last season. They came back. They were down ten to zero in the Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they beat Auburn. of so there had to be a comeback. And then he turned around and, and shredded Georgia's defense, which in a close game. So, right. It's almost like you need struggles. You need something to overcome. People get attached to, oh, not only is this a stat machine guy, but this is a clutch guy. This is a guy that can come from behind. And if they just beat the hell out of everybody, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, th- I think there's well, going to be something lost for him there.
1: I think that's why I picked him, though. I don't think. And this is my thought, is I don't think they have an easier tr- path to a national championship than the Georgia Bulldogs do. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, that's that's exactly why Stetson will not be a, a – I mean, he may be a finalist, but he will not win it because majority of their games are not going to require his arm. The majority of his games are going to just lean on that defense and, and that running game, which has always worked for the Bulldogs. And I think this year with Alabama, that they are going to need more from from Bryce than they had last year. And and I think maybe that's why I'm, I'm kind of penciling him in because you know the path, like I said, to the national championship is a little bit tougher in in Alabama. I think now this is just my opinion mm-hmm. than the Georgia Bulldogs right now.
0: No, that that certainly makes sense. So I see what you're saying, but. I'm gonna lean no, just because
1: you said yes. How about that? <laughs> yeah. You're probably right too, man. And, and it does. It you you, you get these ho hum seasons, like you mentioned. It's just they're just not sexy, man. They're not they're not selling magazines, if you will. So he's gonna have to he's gonna have to have some games, brother. I mean, mm-hmm. because there's gonna be plenty of games. He's pulled out it in the third quarter. We don't we. That doesn't win you these these types of awards anymore. What wins you is, is is the final drive, the final quarter. You know those close marquee games, and and if if they can do that on prime time, then then yeah, I can definitely see it. He's a first rounder, probably the first quarterback selected. But uh, if he drops, man, like you said, if he drops one or or they don't need him as much, then he, you know, it's not hard to find another guy, right. All right, how
0: about this question, Shane, from Levi Collins. Over, under, five years, Mark Stoops will still be the head coach of Kentucky. And then he says, after this last offseason, I don't think it's crazy to think that I'll, that he could get a lifetime contract in the next few years or so. And I, I think he references that lifetime contract, Shane, because um, – the basketball coach John Calipari, they they I think they yeah. even called it. They said this is a lifetime deal. So uh, certainly Mark Stoops, hell of a coach here for the Kentucky Wildcats. So what are you saying, Shane? Over or under five years, Mark Stoops at Kentucky, but I I,
1: I, I say over, Mike. And um, I, I think one of the reasons is over is the way they've kind of created his his uh, his his contract to begin with. It kind of just leaves that door open for him to stay there as long as he wants. And Mm -hmm. you see, and Calipari is a prime example, the guys that are going to be making this decision just gave him, in essence, a lifetime contract. So I don't see this any different. This is one of those things, it is so tough to hold on to a coach and have a productive coach in in your you know I'm saying just think about all the teams that we talk about and every three or four years they're looking for a new guy. This is a program that has progressively gotten better every single season, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. And a lot of that's to do with Coach Stoops, and they would be absolutely nuts to get rid of them they need to make this is one of those guys i think we look back you think it's like snyder and joe Pa and, uh mm-hmm. your, your boy down there in florida state you know these philip former some of these long tenured coach nick saban at alabama i mean it's hard to. it's crazy these days saban hasn't been down there 20 years but it, it feels like he has this <laughs> that's he's going to be one of those coaches they, they're going to have i mean this is it this is his final stop in my opinion
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's two ways to look at it, Shane. I mean, everything you just said, I agree with legacy. I mean, hell, this will be Mark Stoops stadium. If he stays, you know, another 10, 15 years and keeps on winning because he's about to break the school record for winning. He's going to do it next season. So just imagine what that record is. If he stays (laughs) another 10, 15, 20 years, what have you. So, uh, I mean, he's going to own every record that he doesn't already have. So, Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be said for that. I, I like the fact that you point at the contract. For those that don't know, he's got it written into his deal. You win seven games. You automatically get a one-year extension added to your contract. You win ten, which people were laughing. That that was laughable. Kentucky doesn't win ten football games. They've done it twice in two years now. Or, excuse me, twice in four years. He gets automatic two years put onto his deal. Mm-hmm. And this is not some deal where they're paying him in peanuts. I mean, he's a, he's a top 20 mm-hmm. paid coach already. So right. he's making a ton of money in Lexington. They've invested in him. They invested in the program. They invest in these coaches. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to see him going anywhere, Shane, because there's not, there's not many places for him to go that it's, that it's like a, an mm-hmm. upgrade, you know, I right. mean, uh, Florida State, I thought that was interesting a couple years ago. Went after him, I believe he said no. I think that's how that worked out. That was surprising to me. I would have thought maybe, but once once a guy like Stoops says no to Florida State, I am going to stay at Kentucky. It's like Mm -hmm. what what else is there? I mean, maybe when Nick Saban retires in twenty years, uh, (laughs) maybe Mark's. You know, I don't know if if Kentucky would consider Mark Stoops, but maybe a job like Eddie's got to look at. Maybe Ohio State, but beyond you know teams like that the only reason he would leave and this is no due respect to Kentucky cuz this is what he's trying to build it toward but the only reason i could see him leaving is kind of like uh, Brian Kelly there at Notre Dame Shane where he mm-hmm. said you know i'm i think Brian Kelly's like 59 60 years old and yeah. i think he i think he looked at it and said i'm never going to win a national championship here right. and that's the only thing i i not accomplished at the major college football level you know could mark stoops in ten years, say that again. Maybe he's got Kentucky up to that point, but that's the only way I could see him leaving it. And the question was five years, so I You're tend right. to agree with you. Five years, I'm pretty confident. Mark Stoops, given his contract, everything he's built, you know, they're they're getting better and better every year. I think uh, I think he's there for good. And and the only way again is if Alabama comes calling, Ohio State, somewhere where he could take it over right. and immediately win a national championship. I think
1: it's almost impossible to say no to, to something like that. You know what? And, it, and it's one of those extremely rare situations where I think both the coach and the fans are good with the company. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I'm good here if you are. We'll just keep <laughs> rolling. So, <laughs> All
0: right, how about this one, Shane, from Ty Richardson? He's actually going to be on the show Arkansas radio host. hmm Alabama will face the toughest opposition on the road this season. From which opponent, and here's the five he's got circled, Shane, at Texas, that's uh, week two, I Mm -hmm. think. Yeah, it's week two. Uh, Arkansas, which I think is like week five. Mm -hmm. At Tennessee, at LSU, or at Ole Miss, which of those road games is going to be the toughest to win for them Crimson Tide?
1: Brother, well...
0: I think he, I think I already know what you're going to say. but
1: <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> there's this team in Knoxville, all right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like I said, the, the thing about uh, about Alabama, I mean, and, and you you watch with Nick Saban, he, he, obviously he doesn't want to shoot out. But I, I think of a few years past, you know, us going down there, Tua getting hurt, you know, it became a little bit of a – Uh, just a a back and forth and and I think that's that's what Tennessee wants and I don't think that's what Alabama necessarily wants because they get away from their true identity Mm -hmm. so I I just think situational Um, I like Tennessee because it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to game prep for Uh, you, you just you heard him talk about it Saban said it last year you can't you can't practice what Tennessee is doing you can't mimic that that high-tempo offense, and one of the things that I admire most about Nick Saban, none of the fake damn injuries, brother. He goes mm-hmm. toe-to-toe, and he, whatever you put out there, he puts out, and I think that's what caught him off guard last year is uh, that defense did get wore out. So, <sighs> now, I'd, I'd say all that to say this. The only other one I would consider is the Arkansas matchup. I mm-hmm. just think I, – I, I think this year is their year – I think uh, I, I think I think they they make some noise, brother. I, I really do. I think they make some noise in the West, but uh, but I just can't. I can't pull away from my big orange ball. So I have to pick one. I'm going to go Tennessee one a, Arkansas one b. How about that?
0: Yeah, and here's a way to look at it, Shane. I mean, we could play the hypotheticals all you know all night long, but Arkansas. This is not going to be any kind of layup or anything but if they can beat A&M once again they're going to be undefeated when Alabama mm-hmm. comes to town they'll be I think they'll be, I think it's the 5th week of the season so they'll both be you know 4-0 I we all know how much I love KJ Jefferson, Sam Pittman mm-hmm. and his coaching staff. I mean it makes for one hell of a matchup and I just think that if Arkansas if they can be undefeated I just think that atmosphere is going to be incredible it's going to be hostile. It's going to be like Texas walking into there. Had no idea the buzzsaw they were walking into. So th- that's kind of why I'm leaning towards Arkansas. Now, you could say the same thing about Tennessee, Shane, but Tennessee is going to have to beat, uh, you know, Florida before mm-hmm. this game. And, and, hell, we all know the the history there. They're going to have to win in Baton Rouge the week before this game. Mm-hmm. Two games that, are, that ain't going to be easy, brother. But, mm-hmm. you know, if Tennessee's undefeated, Maybe you can make the same arguments. Neyland Stadium's gonna be so electric when them yeah. Crimson Tide coming in. But I'm sticking with—I'm gonna go with Arkansas just because I think it's more realistic that they're undefeated. But here's a wild card, Shane. Ole Miss at the tail end here—you know, maybe that's the correct answer. But it's just tough yeah. to know what they got in their coaching staff, in their players. Hell, we don't even know who the starting quarterback's gonna be. We just don't know how good Ole Miss is gonna be. If they're another ten-win team, then maybe that's the answer. Because, hell, you know, they nearly knocked them off last time they went to Oxford. So, uh, you know, the, the more I think about it, I mean, there's a couple of tricky games here for Alabama, and and it's it's crazy that we're just completely dismissing LSU, one of the toughest places yeah, that's to play was, in all the college. I was about football. to say,
1: yeah. I mean, here you got Death Valley's probably going to be at night. Mm-hmm. You know, Kelly's going to be. I mean, this isn't a a, a style of offense that they've seen from LSU in a long long time so I I think you know that's that's another one that hasn't I mean that's what I was saying earlier in that other question I I think Alabama has these little these little speed bumps uh, and it's just not like they're just going to steamroll through the west uh, or just SEC in general I think they've got some some tough little opponents and and situational opponents you know when we talk night games and uh, when when did they fall on the schedule? Who they played the week before, and that sort of thing. So, um, Alabama ain't got a ain't, they ain't got an easy road.
0: No, no doubt. All right. How about this question, Shane from uh, Celtic in the Ville? Chances Tennessee, Florida, South Carolina, Missouri, mm-hmm. and Kentucky. So basically, everybody in the East besides Georgia mm-hmm. and Vandy. They all take two losses from each other, essentially. So I, I think what uh-huh. he's really asking is just basically, can any of these teams lose to each other and can any of them beat each other? And <laughs> mm, I, that that's a tough one to answer, but how about I do it this way? Shane, I rank these in, you know, from most likely to take two losses from that group to least likely. How does
1: that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, okay. Let me get my thing here. Let me, so we got Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, Mizzou, and who was the other? Uh, Florida. Florida. Okay. All right. And now, if they all play, which they all are going to play each other, so least likely to take two. Is that what you're saying? Who's who's out of when these guys play? Who am I looking at having the better schedule? Pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go uh, Kentucky, number one. Um, I'm going to go Tennessee, number two. I'm going to go – Now it's getting tough. Yeah, it is. Um, let's go – let's go – shit, brother. Let's go Florida, three. South Carolina, four. Mizzou, five. Yeah, yeah that, that's close to where I have it as well. I,
0: I got – this one's for you, buddy. I, I think Tennessee is the least likely to take two losses from this group. And it, here's a big reason why, Shane. They get Florida and mm-hmm. Kentucky. They get them both at home. Yeah. And Missouri. They get Missouri at home too. So, you know, South Carolina, they ain't going to be no damn layup. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're asking me to bet my life on, you know, winning th- three out of this – Three of the four, I think Tennessee is the best bet, and I'm going to disagree with you a little bit with Kentucky. Just I'm going to put Florida number two, and I'll tell you why because they host Kentucky,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they host South Carolina, and, and hell, I don't care where that Tennessee game's played.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I favor them Gators. You know what I mean? So
1: what? What weeks that South Carolina game?
0: Uh, it's later in the season. I think it's uh, early November
1: early November and Kentucky. See, the thing about Florida, though, is I, I I do think that they're going to be a program that's playing better at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of these 50-50 games that they're going to have on their, rock, their, their matchup, you know, earlier in the season, they're going to be playing these guys. So that's the only reason I, I've got Florida moved down so low. I, I think they're going to be a good – and at the end of the year, you know, we may have a different restructure. We may have Florida – The best of the group but it's just the way the scheduling's played out I'm just afraid that they're going to have some slip-ups just like you see every time we get a new coach new coordinators you know just just new schemes Mm -hmm. you're going to have you're going to have some some mistakes and I think that's what's going to hurt Florida is they're getting some of those games so early in the season. Now,
0: I the team that I think we're, we're certainly overlooking here, which could be a huge mistake by the end of the season, South Carolina, mm-hmm. we both put them number four. But, you know, you're hosting Tennessee, so that's a game you could certainly win. Gamecocks last season, you know, went sideways on you in a hurry. But you beat Florida last year. But the problem is every season it seems like South Carolina goes into it saying, hey, we're going to beat Kentucky. Yeah. And they, I think they've lost six out of eight. So, yeah, I mean, you got to get over Kentucky, Florida. Can you beat them t- two years in a row? You, you know, it's not impossible, but that's, a, you know, those are usually really, really brutal games, Florida and South Carolina, neck mm-hmm. and neck. Hell, they lost to, to Missouri last year. So, um, I just don't think, you know, I, I put Tennessee up here for a reason and you're hosting yeah. them. So that gives you a little bit of, you know, a little luck in your back pocket, I guess you could say, but. I don't know. I, I think South Carolina could make us both look like fools, but I <laughs> I'm leaving them for
1: for now. I lost a lot of money to South Carolina last year, <laughs> so I'm still a little hurt. You know what I'm saying? It's like I want to buy into that. I do. I want to say, man, South Carolina's right there. They're they're the ones that are going to be threatening the Georgia Bulldogs in the East. I want to. I feel like they've gotten a great quarterback. I feel like they've got a great running back room. I feel like they've got some pieces coming back where they're going to be an electric offense and and a more aggressive defense. And at times they were really good last year. It's just, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of times though, man, that they shouldn't have lost games that they should have. There there was a lot of times that the games should have been closer than they were and, Mm -hmm. and, and they didn't. And now that may, you know, be part Beamer's fault first year, but maybe that's something they build off going to this year and, and like you said, we may look at the end of the season next year and say, "Damn, we were way off on South Carolina." And I hope that happens. But right now, I'm I'm in a, South Carolina. Is prove it to me. I, I'm not reading the clippings anymore. I want to see what they got, what kind of product they're putting on the field, and uh, before I put any money on on the Gamecocks.
0: Yeah, and I recently did the uh, the Locked On Gamecocks podcasting with uh, Keith Allsat, my buddy mm-hmm. Keith, great guy there. But you know, he made an interesting point. You know, he's trying to pump the brakes a little bit with this South Carolina team. I mean, I know everyone's excited about what Beamer's doing and all these ads, mm-hmm. but in his mind, and I think he's he's correct here, you know, we shouldn't be sitting here saying South Carolina, man, they could win the East in a, if, you know, if everything yeah. breaks right. Because they, the goal this year, if you're Shane Beamer and company, should be we need to beat Kentucky, we need to beat Missouri, and we got to beat Tennessee at home. Mm hmm. Before we start looking at the calendar and saying Clemson, Georgia, you know we're gonna beat your ass. Like <laughs> you gotta beat yeah. these teams that you feel like you're in your their same category. You gotta mm-hmm. climb that ladder in the East. It's just not gonna happen overnight. So I think I think he's onto something there. I mean you gotta show your legitimate sh- and slowly move up that ladder before you. There's talk of uh, winning the East.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I do too, and and, and the depth. I'm still worried about the the competitive depth because I do think their roster is good, but how does it look later in the season? Mm-hmm. So um, I think I think what they're doing down there, I think what they're I think they're building something for sure in Colombia. But I'm just not like I said, I'm afraid putting money on them right now. All
0: right, last question here, Shane. From I love this name, cockiest one <laughs> two two thousand one. <laughs> Mike and Shane, do you think? Is a brother <laughs>
1: my brother here? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think the Vegas odds and he's talking about the SEC, you know, odds to to win the conference mm-hmm. favoring Auburn, which is they're 40 to 1, LSU 40 mm-hmm. to 1, Ole Miss 20 to 1, over Tennessee 100 to 1, Kentucky 40 to 1, mm-hmm. South Carolina 150 to 1 and Mississippi State, which was 101, are based off historical national bias? On the part of non-professional gamblers, gamblers, he, he, and he says, I think they have it all wrong. If I'm a betting man, here are the the teams that I'm betting on: South Carolina, Tennessee, Mississippi State. He ain't buying A&M, LSU, Ole Miss, Auburn, Florida, and Vanderbilt. And then the rest are stayaways for him. But um, so I, I don't know what you thought on that, Shane. But I certainly do. Agree
1: with Is him, this like when in the like when in the East, win in the West, when in the SEC. Well, what I think the, he's wh- just
0: saying like the best value odds based on you know because no, it, it's wild that all. I mean, no disrespect to Auburn fans, but forty to yeah. one to win the league when Tennessee's a hundred to one, South Carolina's yeah. hundred fifty to one. I mean, these just don't make any sense. And I think yeah. he, I think he's on to something, Shane. Because uh, for those of you that maybe don't gamble that much, I mean, they certainly know people are going to bet the names they know. And yeah. if if you live in Oklahoma or Arizona or something, you probably couldn't name five players on Mississippi's roster, you know, or, right. or Mississippi state or South Carolina and, and hell Tennessee, you might know the uniform, but you still probably can't name a whole lot of players beyond <laughs> head and hooker. So I right. think, I think there's a lot of truth to what he's being said here that, uh, you know, particularly these early lines. And that's why we urge people, that's why we try to bring them to you as soon as they come out because there's real value and mm-hmm. as we're you know we're not trying to dismiss the odds makers or say they're, they're idiots they don't know what they're talking about but when they throw out these initial lines you know they only take so much money because they know <laughs> that you can <laughs> you can bet it up and and they know they got it wrong and if they're smart mm-hmm. they change it early but some of them take longer than others but but certainly uh, a lot of this is national bias I guess you could say and, and that's just you know, it's not that they hate Tennessee or Mississippi State or South Carolina. It's just they don't know enough about those teams. They don't know enough about the schedule they're going to play. So, you know, I think he's I think he's onto something here.
1: Yeah, I, I I think so too. I think the Auburn one's obviously that's the one that's standing out the most. But you know, again, when I'm when you're gambling, I always like the I like the East this year, and 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 it's not because of my Tennessee biasness. It's, it's just, I think, when you look at the East, there's the Georgia Bulldogs, and then there's a whole bunch of teams that are like number two. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is one of those to pop. All it takes is one of those to upset Georgia, and then they're in Atlanta. Then, you know, so I'm looking for which which one's more likely to happen. The problem with the West is I can see that with Arkansas. I can see that with Texas AM. I can see that with Alabama. Yeah, I could even make an argument with Mississippi State. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's some of these teams that I, I just think it's it's too competitive in the West, where the East not that it's not competitive, it's just I think the path to, to Atlanta is easier. For one of those teams to pop underneath the Georgia Bulldogs,
0: no, I, yeah, I think you're exactly right, and that's what you're waiting for. You're you're waiting for players to emerge. You're waiting for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the schedule to break your way because, you know, that's all we're that's all we're saying. And uh,
1: yeah, like if, if you're a South Carolina fan, it's like put your money on the put them put put your money on the game cards. You don't have to put that much. You're at 150, mm-hmm. so put some money on there, and and all you need is. For them to beat the Georgia Bulldogs, which guess what they've done recently, so it's not it's not like it can never happen. Right. It's just you, and we're putting a lot of stock in the Bulldogs. They they lost a lot of talent to the draft, and I'm not saying what they got left is bad because I guarantee it's a, it's a. Load, there's a reason they're seventeen point favorites against everybody. <laughs> but I am saying it is a new team. Mm-hmm. And that new team, just like any team, is gonna take is going to have some growing pains and they're gonna have to try to find their identity and and you know, so I maybe maybe you're the team that catches the bulldog sleeping. So right. um yeah, if you're gonna gamble now's now's the time to put some money on one of them.
0: Heck yeah. Well hey buddy <laughs> I think <laughs> that is the perfect place to cut it here. I know you've got uh, some walking yeah, was, to do. <laughs> I was hoping
1: this pod would keep keep going, and maybe I just – not just kidding. <laughs> oh, look, it's dark outside. <laughs> you got anything else before we hop off the line? No, just say a little prayer for my shoes, you know, because they about to get some work on. But, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm good, brother. Like I said, it's always nice to see the countdown. Uh, get on that SEC podcast on a YouTube channel. Check out the Twitter – uh, we do a countdown, so a hundred of your favorite plays, we're going to put up there for you, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it's it's awesome, man. I'm telling you, because sometimes you you'll see one of these replays and you were there, and it's like you relive that moment, and then. Next thing you know, we're getting to the '80s. We're, we're talking receiver numbers. We're getting down to '70. We're talking, you know, linemen, and then just slowly but surely, we'll get to that zero spot and watch some college football. But um, it's getting close, man. When we, you can do it a hundred day, 100 days or less. College football will be here before you know it.
0: Yeah, and I can't wait for it, brother. Well. Let's cut it there, so you can get your ass out there on the trails. But <laughs> I do appreciate you, as always, taking the time. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. And if you made it this far, don't forget to give us that five-star written review on the Apple Podcast app or on Spotify. Which uh, you Android people, more than uh, welcome to leave us a review on Spotify. But that's gonna do it. We'll catch you on the next
1: one. <laughs> See you guys. Go balls.